Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of LGA. That is Lit, 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 lit Gaming. Gaming. Arena! Arena! For those of you who don't know, my name is Marcus. I am joined by... Justin! What's up, everybody? And Frost! I'm ready to talk about some games that I've actually played. Hell yeah, this is the gaming version of the podcast, so let's get to it! Hello and welcome to episode 55 of the LGA cast. I always love those even five, five numbers. What do you give me that look for? I just, okay. I love those even five I can't, numbers. I can't get excited about fives. Uh, no. Divisible by five. It's good. It's good. Good numbers. Uh, anyway, we like game fuel here, so I'm going to crack mine open. I already cracked mine open earlier. I already yeah, you, busted my you, own cherry. You, yeah, you dropped it. <laughs> you dropped it, and it <laughs> it didn't explode though. How come yours never explode? <laughs> mine always explodes. I mean, everybody always says that. Why does yours not explode? And I'm like, some just dribble. <laughs> <laughs> some have erectile dysfunction. <laughs> but yeah, we love that game fuel here. But you know what we love more than game fuel? Games. Hot. Video games, hot brush games, Ew. hot, sweaty games. Wow. <laughs> so, we should probably talk about. Are you going to talk about? Do you want to start with games that we played or what we're looking forward we'll to? Let's start with what we played, and then go to what we're looking forward. Okay. To. Well, it's I not the order. We always do it. I like it better this way. This is always actually the I order like, I wanted. I, I want to keep everybody on edge. It's different every time. <laughs> I don't like that. Um, I don't like I know that. you like routines. Mm -hmm. Don't fuck me up, Justin. I mean, game <laughs> You take me out of my routine, my whole life is ruined for like a month. <laughs> well, my my section of what I play is short, so I'll, I'll just get that out of the way. You um, played nothing. No, I did not play nothing. I didn't see you play God anything. God damn it. I didn't see you play anything. I got back into From the Deaths. Do you know what From the Deaths is? From the depths. It sounds like you were saying from the deaths. From the deaths. <laughs> from the depths. Depths. Okay. What is it? That obviously is a computer game because I haven't seen you play any video games. Yeah, it's not. It's not on consoles. I think it involves oceans. Yep. Wow. Oceans. That's why I never played it. You? Oh yeah, that's right. You. Are you there hate. sharks in it? You don't like oceans. Fun fact I about don't, Marcus. I don't think so. Hey, um, I'm allowed to have a phobia, just like anybody else. Hey, I'm not judging you. I have a phobia uh, the opposite of yours. I don't like flying. I hate land. <laughs> I, I hate land. <laughs> it's just constant, like, I'm in a constant state of freaking out because I'm just on land all the time. <laughs> ah, there's land here. No, it's, that's, uh, that's, like, it. that's like your character in, uh, oh shit, what was it? Uh, no, it wasn't, no, it wasn't you. It was my friend. Uh, um, in God damn it! And now I'm drawing a blanket. The the name of the game. We just talked about it too. Um, Who has the memory of a goldfish now? I, I think have it's a you. shitty. At, no, that's there's memory and there's attention span. <laughs> Your okay. attention span my shit. Attention my memory span. is shit. 
<laughs> that's that's 100 true. I will. The not Outer Worlds. That. One of my friends played the Outer Worlds, and he accidentally he he gave himself like the the phobia of robot trait or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. And so like his character's just constantly screaming <laughs> whenever he encounters <laughs> robots. <laughs> it's great. Um, it's yeah. the it's the big dark nothingness. That's what's spooky to me. Yeah. The unknown. The deeper it is, the scarier it is. Yeah, exactly. I'm pretty sure I would be scared shitless of it if I actually got the chance to, like, go to it pretty often or, like, go scuba diving and then... Wouldn't that mean you're less scared then, of it? Then then the reality... Well, no, I think I think going scuba diving would definitely freak me the fuck out. No, you know, I mean, we're just gonna be... put you in a cage and submerge you <laughs> with no lights. You know what would freak me out the most? Cave diving. In, in scoop, scuba diving in caves, like like getting like what if you just like go into like one cave of water and then it's just like there's a current and it just like sweeps you away. Yeah, forever. that's the whole thing. Like there's a there's one of the most dangerous um, spelunking caves. That's what it's called. In I don't know, it's like in South Africa or no, probably South America. Where I like a good spelunking. So many people have tried to go into this cave that there's just like dead bodies stuck in there that they can't get out. Yeah. <laughs> Spelunky is a pretty all right game. <laughs> but actual spelunking. If you play Spelunky, well, I mean, Anyways, you could say the both of them. <laughs> way off topic. What is your game about? So From the Depths is a naval combat game, but it's where you build your own ships. So that's basically like... Are there depth charges? Technically, yes. Do they make those like crazy Star Wars sound? Like the... <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I'm still stuck in the, the part where I'm building the ship because I'm just... Yeah. I'm, I, I'm like, oh, what can I do here? And then I start like looking up guides of what how, how can I make my cannons more effective? Because... This game, it's like voxel-based building. So you're building, you have, you have different blocks that you build with, like different style, like metal, wood. So yeah, you can build with different materials. Like there's different types of wood and metal. There's like heavy metal, light metal, and they're the, like the shape of the ship determines like how fast it can move in the water and like the. Everything you do in this game is building from the ground up. So like when you design when you make a cannon, like you're controlling how long the cannon is with the blocks that you build, and then like the whether it can shoot further or if it's armor piercing base is based on the type of blocks you surround like the base of the cannon with. It's like a weird really weird system that they shipwright simulator. <laughs> basically. It, it's really weird system where it's like these different things will give your cannon different attributes whether it can like aim high or aim low or if it turns fast you should make the thousand sunny from one piece i'm sure people have made that it needs to be powered by cola <laughs> um and you can make like submarines with this game and i mean even like this game goes as far as like simulating buoyancy by the amount of water displacement your ship has. So like you can just have like a big old like met heavy block, but if it's like hollow, it will float because there's no water in it. And there's just all sorts of crazy stuff you can do with this game. Do you even it's have like, to put like ballast on the ship? I mean, you can. Oh, geez. 
<laughs> like there's there's a lot of stuff like you, there's a lot of weird crazy stuff you can do with this and it goes as far as like you can create airships um and you can create like air launch platforms for like other air like fighter ships to go bomb the ships that are on the water can you make ironclad ships like the monitor and the merrimack i mean yeah maybe i guess they were kind of like they were like water tanks i'm sure you <laughs> there there's like there's an a because there's different like ai factions in this that you like progress through as you play and there is one where like like one of the materials you can use is stone damn which is like insane like it, i mean i was like stones usually used as like a ballast thing but and so like there's literally a um there is a faction that makes all their ships look like floating castles. Jeez. <laughs> um, and it, they just like get more and more powerful. The more you go through this game to the point where you're, you're battling against like spaceships. Like you can literally like go and you can have a spaceship in this game. Just launch lasers down from rain from what? space what yeah like that's how far like the tech gets in this so game you could be like a, instead of an aircraft carrier it's a spacecraft carrier yeah basically yeah <laughs> and then it's just like then you you just launch off your <laughs> spacecraft and it just flies down and, and onto the onto the water and just do bomb runs and like there's like ai and stuff like you can like program the ai to do specific things so that like it'll like it'll shoot it it'll when it's normally flying, it'll fly at this height. But then when it goes in to like take out a, a a ship, it'll go down to this height and then it'll shoot and then it'll go back up again. And you can program like the cannons to have like death charges where if you shoot at a ship, it will always blow up at a certain depth of water in case it like misses. It doesn't hit the ship directly and it'll do damage on the ship next because it blew up next to the ship. And you can set it to like pierce certain like if it if it gets to a certain point after it impacts, it'll blow up. So like you can ensure that in, instead of it going through the ship and out the other side, it'll stop and just blow up inside the ship and you just blow up like a turret. <laughs> it's, it's an it's an intense game. It sounds pretty cool. Just it's it's not like my type of game. It's, but yeah, it mostly is just because very steep learning curve. <laughs> well, I mean, just. Building stuff takes a really long time yes. and that's not really my jam. But. Yeah. Well, cause, and not only are you like, are not only are like all the cannons, like you have to build yourselves and customize yourself and you can do like copy and paste. Like you can seem so like you can make templates for the cannons you use. Um, but also like the engine, um, that's the same deal. Like you don't just place an engine. It's like you build, if you want to feel combustion engine, you build it in the game. <laughs> <laughs> with all these different blocks God damn. and there's different types of engines there's steam engines and all this other shit like it gets crazy and also like there's like if you're if you're not playing in creative there's like you have to build refineries to fuel your ships and stuff so like you are actually collecting supplies and create and manufacturing ammo so that you can store ammo in your ships when you go off to battle could you make a boat but could you make a ship so big that it sends out smaller ships, but the smaller ships are the size of the Titanic? I mean, you probably could, but <laughs> I mean, that might break your game. But my, like there are like the, 
I don't think I've seen people do it with ships, but like people do like legit have like aircraft carriers where it's like the ship just carries it's a gigantic ship and it just carries like a bunch of planes. And as soon as there's an enemy, the planes just all take off and they just go and start doing bomb runs on yeah, the other cool. ships. Um aircraft carriers are dope. Yeah, so I would imagine it's possible to make a ship carrier. Just make carry a smaller ship ships. That carries because smaller like, ships, the, but the smaller ships are actually like okay. It, it imagine it's a it, it's a ship that's so big that then when it rolls out like like it opens a bay in it, and aircraft carriers start rolling. <laughs> <laughs> just, people have made some pretty big ass ships in this, so I mean, but yeah, I mean, I think it's it it should be possible to do ships because I mean like your. The, like when you do like aircraft stuff, the docking mechanism is just a tractor beam. So theoretically, you could probably you could just tractor beam another ship to your ship. I'm sure. So <laughs> you're like, yeah, this this ship is just tractor beamed here, and uh, I'm just gonna release it. <laughs> He's so stupidly big. Oh, here's another thing people do. Like there's there's spin blocks, and that's what you would use for either a turret. Or you can make a weapon out of those. And I saw one guy actually make a, it, it looked like a, a razor. Like, you know, like the shaving razors. Yeah. It was just that he put, he stacked like four st- spin blocks horizontally. And then he copied and pasted the other side. And then you just like, there's, cause there, there's also things like battering rams in this. So you can just take, make a ship to just ram into another ship. Um, so he just takes like the battering ram type pieces made like a big, like basically a wheel around all the spin blocks. And then when he turned it on, it was just like this thing that just spun really fast. And he would just like, he would ram into a ship and it would literally just chew a gigantic hole through like the a other lawnmower ship. Or yeah. Well, like a push lawnmower. <laughs> like that, but it would go through the middle of the ship. So it just like Jeez. chew through the middle of a ship. <laughs> it was one of the coolest things in some ships. Cause it was actually a pretty light ship shit. I say ship, but it's, it was a weird floaty thing with just like <laughs> a crushing thing at the end of it. And like for some ships, if they were like, if they weren't big enough, it would actually climb up over the top of them. God damn. <laughs> Cause it would just like latch onto a piece and just like climb up and over the other one. Like if for a bigger ship, it would like kind of go in between the, the hole and so end it, up being, it, it would be like, this it, it was like a giant a wheel of death they should make this in real life <laughs> <laughs> so it was just like a gigantic wheel in front of the ship and it was just like just constantly spinning really fast and it was just like chew through a ship it was great i want to build one of those in the game um but yeah that's what that's that's what i've been getting into i'm nowhere near that level i'm not that smart so yeah damn that game sounds pretty, pretty cool. It's really cool. It's been out. It's been out. Like, I mean, I think it's still like an early access game, but it's been out for years and I'm they're still making updates, like still making updates. They just released an update this like in January. So they made like a whole bunch of like designs obsolete because they changed mechanics. And that's the, that's the, the risk you take playing early access games that are like that. So indeed it's cool, but that's why I played. So, what what have you guys been playing? What have you played, Frost? I beat Plague's Tale, 
So that was good. Did you beat it, Marcus? No. Well, then I guess I won't talk too much about it. It was good. And yeah, I can't I can't say anything about it. Well, what do you like about it? What is enticing about this game? Do you like the graphics? I do. I like the graphics. I like the gameplay. I really like games like third person oval to shoulder um, style games. They're my more preferred. I liked the combat. That was pretty fun. And I also liked, um, I like, I like long range fighters. So it was nice to use. Like, it wasn't as fast paced as like a shooter game. So I liked that. Um, I like when you distracted that guard by hitting something and he went and looked at it and he's like, that was nothing. He went and looked back and, but you needed to get by him still. So you distract, you did the same thing. And he was like, what? The second time I better go take a look at this. <laughs> I love how stupid the fucking just, like, NPCs just, were. He's just staring at it. The fucking NPCs were dumb up until like the very last couple of levels. And I'm like, how the fuck did you guys get so smart all of a sudden? The, uh, the music in that's real good. Um, there's a part where you, when you, you kind of go out in this rainstorm and you're, it's before one of these big rat puzzles. Uh, Cause there's several of these rat puzzles where you have to like corral these rats, but there's lightning strikes and it, the lightning like oh, when strikes you're the go with the music. Yeah. And I yeah. thought that was just cool. Yeah. Dope. Uh, I also liked, the main characters, I liked how the uh, the the story did a really good job and the cinematics did a really good job of making me feel personally attached to the characters for the short amount that I got to know them. Like, I didn't get a chance to really know Melly, Roderick, uh, Arthur, and Lucas, but at the same time, like, it would give you... It would give you little things to look at, and then um, Amicia would recall memories that she had with those characters, and so they felt really real to me. Because I knew I knew it wasn't going to be very character oriented. Like I wasn't going to get a chance to know the characters so deeply because the game seemed relatively short, and it was it. It's sixteen chapters. It's I. It was like roughly- twenty hours of gameplay, which. I don't know. I'd be happy if like all video games, all good story driven video games were like a good 80 hours. I thought this was actually going to be a lot shorter when I went into it. Because I was like, oh, this is only going to be like six or eight hours, you know? And then it was like, oh, it's a bit longer than that. I think Hellblade (laughs) was actually shorter than A Plague's Tale, too. I think Hellblade was only like maybe 10 hours at most. Yeah, I thought this was actually going to be about that long and it's a bit it's a bit longer i'm I'm glad that it wasn't because it had so much to do and so much to tell and i think it did a really good job of telling that story in the time it had to do it like tales good <laughs> all right it's good yeah uh so i also played i can't remember if it's pathology 2 or pathologic 2 i think it's pathologic, pathologic. yeah um, sometimes when I see two or three, I assume that I can jump into them. They're kind of indie games. Maybe they're not too dependent on each other's storylines. Immediately, I was incorrect about that. Like within the first five minutes, it was like right away in the middle of a story. So I'd stop playing that. The graphics were super creepy and not in a good creepy way. Like. 
The characters looked really disturbing. Huh. I didn't like the animation style. I didn't like the talking style, <clears throat> but the gameplay seemed pretty smooth, I suppose. Like it moved pretty well when the graphics weren't anything special. Um, maybe I will play the first one, but I'm so far I wasn't. I don't know what's going on, but it's like you have to figure out why there's a plague, I think. And in the middle of the story, it was like picking up with this guy that lost like seven children. So huh. that was another reason why I was like, I don't know if I can play this. <laughs> I don't know. I've only heard bad things about that game. Pathologic too, but yeah, that's just what I've heard. I was immediately uninterested, but you know, maybe sometime when I'm bored or something, I don't know. I also played uh, Call of Cthulhu. I started Call of Cthulhu this week. And it's super cliche. I want to pull my eyeballs out. <laughs> it's 100% 1920s alcoholic detective private investigator storyline that you just... You 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 can picture it if you close your eyes and you think of oh I'm picturing that you think of just like those shitty black and white movies that's exactly what this fucking was this dame came into my office <laughs> pretty much so this guy gets sent out to go somewhere that's like off the coast of Boston which does not fucking look like it's off the coast of Boston this place looks like it's like in Sweden like on the ocean or something I don't know uh. It is like a spooky spook solve the puzzle. There's oh no haunted whales. It's actually probably not a good game for you, Marcus. I mean, it sounds interesting to me. <laughs> I I didn't get a chance to play it very much. The graphics are pretty good. I don't know how old the game is. It seems a little dated, but they're not too bad that they made it super awkward like Pathologic Two did. Um, and it's also. Like, it makes you do the investigating. Not not quite, like, Heavy Rain or something like that or anything that, that like, that one detective one that Rockstar did. What was that one called? L.A. Noir. Yeah. Yeah, it's not it's not like that, but it's still kind of got that aspect to it, and it, it kind of tries to give that to you, so. I also, I, I, I anticipate that this will be a pretty short game, and I also anticipate that it might be... Like the 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 plot might be underwhelming, but we'll we'll find out. And that's on Game Pass. It is on Game Pass. All of the okay. games I play on Game Pass just, are on Game Pass. I was just checking because maybe I can check it out. <laughs> Who knows? I I have way too many things I'm playing, so probably not. Probably not. But yeah, I, I mean, got a lot you, going on. You might like it. I'm really getting like a layers of fear kind of feel from it. And there's one thing I definitely hate about it is that it's first person perspective. I'm looking forward to layers of cake. Ha. Huh. That's no. That's what you're going to have for your birthday. <laughs> layers of cake. Um, I also played Celeste. Oh, you played I'm, some Celeste. I'm proud of myself for being able to play it and being able to play it well. Celeste is good. I actually like the rhythm of it. Like once you start getting used to how to play the levels and once you get that flow, it becomes like super fun. I haven't wanted to kill myself yet over how hard it is. It makes the difficulty. It's like one of those games that's hard, but it's rewarding. Yeah. I mean that it somehow make, I think, I think by the fact that it, it kicks you back so quickly 
that a death doesn't feel super detrimental. Yeah, that's that's true. Like it's instantaneous when she dies, she just pops up again. And that's what I'm kind of talking about, like the flow, like there's no interruptions. And so you get into like you practice a level however many times in order to get through it. And each step of the way becomes muscle memory. Like I like that. And you can feel the progress you're making <laughs> versus some other games. Like, I don't know it, that that game really reminds me a lot of like Super Meat Boy. They're really similar. I never could get into it. I don't know. Meat Boy is a bit more brutal. I like Celeste because it's, yeah, I guess brutal is a good word. Like Celeste isn't as brutal, both in gameplay and in its graphics. Yeah. Like it's really soft and the colors are really nice and like the background is always really pretty. They, I think also Celeste, like, it it nudges you more softly into the more difficult stuff where Meat Boy kind of out the gate is pretty difficult. <laughs> That's so that I'm proud of myself this week. I played a lot of video games. Played more video games than I did. It's like I'm on a video game podcast. <laughs> wow. Um, my, my, I've also played more of my time in Porsche because I got married. My, I married my boo and I'm super happy about it in case anybody cares about my relationship status or I married my my video game you boyfriend. Bought a, you bought a new house and it still looks like shit. Shut the fuck <laughs> up. I painted it today. So I can't wait to show you my decor. I made it more like a, a dark oaky kind of color. <laughs> It's I, like, no I just thought it was funny that like you start out with like a rundown house and you can upgrade it and you upgrade it to like nearly a mansion but the walls are still like the paints peeling off of it and stuff it's like I just built this place what the fuck yeah I think that's supposed to be the, the style of it because I painted the walls today and it still looks like that so I was like okay I guess that's just like the style of the fucking well I mean walls. it technically is like post post apocalyptic so I don't want it to be I well yeah it's like a utopian post yeah it's it's post because it's not post apocalyptic it's post that yeah <laughs> when society is rebuilding trying, I know what you're trying to say it, I mean it's not post post apocalyptic so that would imply there's like a double apocalypse it's no, because it's post the post-apocalyptic stage. So it's after that. I would say like on it's the rise post. after it's the <laughs> after the apocalypse is what I would say. It is. Yeah, yeah, but what there has to be a term for that. Like when civilizations <sighs> See, rebuilding that's what, after that's what apocalypse. It used to be. Nerd moment. That's what it actually used to be in like 19th century, 18th century literature where utopian society actually was always post-apocalyptic. So yeah, like but utopian, like you have to build to a utopia. I would say it was a utopian society. Like that, but it's not a it's utopian a, it's is a, a perfect post, society. It's a post COVID nineteen society. Oh God, no, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, okay. My favorite character is the the the, ro the robot, <laughs> the sad, sad robot, robot chef that <laughs> fell from space. He lost like everything. He had like. He was in space for like 300 years and he had like a relationship with another robot and he had friends and 
he'd been doing his job and all of a sudden he crash lands. He's got like a severe brain injury. Now he has a pot on his head. <laughs> he lost his leg and now he has a plunger for a leg. And he's yeah, like, he has I robot like, Parkinson's. Uh, I like, I like COVID kid. COVID kid. <laughs> That would be a good, that'd be a good synthwave artist name. Co- COVID kid. Or, or kid COVID. Yeah, kid COVID. <laughs> That's kid s- COVID-19. Kid, kid COVID-19 is the synth artist started in the year 2019. <laughs> <laughs> but that's too late it would he would have to be kid covid 20 now. Yeah, he's yeah, that's the the one that starts this year. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus, tell me what you played. Um, despite th- this game is on Game Pass, but I played Indivisible, which is uh, it is on Game Pass, but that's not where I played it. Um, I'm playing it on PS4, but I I wish I had it on Switch. To be honest, you wish everything was on Switch. To be I mean, honest, I mean, I mean, it is on Switch. <laughs> <laughs> like Indivisible is on Switch. I just wish I owned it on Switch, but it wasn't uh, fifteen dollars on Switch, so that's. That's really the bottom line on that. Okay. Um, but Indivisible, you're... I believe this was made by the people who made Skullgirls, so it has that art style where it's, like, very, like, very smooth, like, f- basically like a Flash animation. Uh, yeah, just a re- really good, awesome style. And this was a kickstart game forever ago but it's very inspired by uh valkyrie profile so the combat's a lot like that where it is like it's an rpg but it is side scrolling uh but when you get into encounters uh characters that are on your team like pop out of your head uh which hasn't fully been explained but i think you're kind of like some kind of demigod or goddess in some kind of capacity but anyway, people get like stuck in your head in some weird way and then they pop out during the combat sequence. That's actually a really cool concept. I dig that. And the well, one of the first people like that gets stuck in your head, uh, which because the character doesn't even fully understand how this works, but is like an enemy who burned down your village. <laughs> so they're always kind of bickering and having funny interactions does, so does this have like a Grecian feel to it in animation style or artistic style? Um, it like what kind of, I guess what kind of society is this taking place in? It it's hard for me to tell. Really oh, right really? Because you're in like, like historical kind of a, or you're like in a village, which is like literally like huts and everything. But soldiers that come and burn you down or like have future technology okay okay it yeah it, it's weird <laughs> it sounds weird um i recommend playing it because like i said it is on game pass so you can check it out at least but the combat is kind of it's it's kind of weird um i assume nobody here has played like the mario and luigi games define mario and luigi mario like, and luigi superstar saga i don't know um, but yeah, anyway, those games and this have like the attacks for your characters are attached to the buttons. So your, your four characters are each one of the buttons. So like top, bottom, like, and the two sides are the same as the character layout. So you, you use those for combat, but you also use them for blocking cause you'll block attacks when they attack, it is like turn-based, but once again, it's kind of active turn-based. 
So the enemy will, when they attack you, 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 you basically have to block. Uh, otherwise you'll probably die. Uh, so it is like very active and you can combo moves and attaching directions to your attack. So hypothetically, since I'm on PlayStation, but like hitting circle is just like a neutral circle attack, but I can also hit like up and circle to volley the enemy in the air and you can chain that with other people's attacks too. So if I hit like circle triangle, then my triangle character who's on attached to the triangle button will come in and do an attack, which I can either attach like an upward swing to that, a downward swing and like spike them into the ground. And sometimes enemies are armored. So you may have to do certain attacks to break the armor, like a downward strike and then an upward strike. <laughs> um, and sometimes holding different directions may have different functions entirely. Like I had uh, the on the soldier guy, you're down. If you hit down an attack, it summons one of these rock things, which uh, augment his attack power for future strikes. And one of my characters, if you hit back and the, the button they're attached to, they'll heal. So the combat is pretty in depth, but it is almost in that essence. It's a little bit more like a fighting game or in ways it's just a more complex rendition of the Mario and Luigi games. Yeah, I was going to say like it sounds like a it sounds like a fighting game. Yeah, and I mean once again the Skullgirls team I believe made this which like I said the arts like Skullgirls a lot and the combat and the comboing cuz they made Skullgirls as a fighting game, so it has some elements of that definitely here. Um and I think there's like 20 plus characters you get. At least it says that on the back of the case, but I've already got, I think, five. Um, so I already have more characters than I have, like, slots for. So you got to start kind of cutting characters or, like, making make choices of who's on your team or not. And you can, like, go into your head realm and, like, talk with the characters on your team. <laughs> um, but And there's, like, environmental puzzles and stuff. So in some ways, it's a little bit like a Metroidvania in some ways because you'll be finding like collectibles and whatnot in the environment, jump, jumping up to like areas where you think there's hidden stuff. Um, pretty early in the game, you get an ax, which lets you like ax into the wall and then like toss yourself up higher using the ax. So it gives you almost like a double jump, but yeah, it's just, it, it's got a real cool look to it. And the boss fights are real cool how they're done. Um, I only fought, what I believe is just the first boss, which is like a spider, but you, uh, you'll like fight it and then it'll like disengage from your combat sequence. And then you'll do, you'll like, it'll be shooting stuff at the ground that you'll have to dodge. And then, or like a, it, it spit out a bunch of spiders that I had to attack. And before I would like attack it again and enter another attack sequence. So there's a lot going on. here. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's more fun than I expected going in because I, I, I've had this for quite a while. It came out last year, but it, I've I've kind of just been like sitting on it because there's been so many games right now, but I finished up some games. So I just kind of like dove into it a bit and I liked it way more than I thought I would. Um, cause yeah, I finished up the first, uh, Mega Man Zero, which Man, that last boss fight's like a real bitch. <laughs> it's a real fucking doozy. 
I mean, that game on the whole is like pretty fucking difficult. Um, especially if you're playing it legit. I don't actually, I'm not sure how you would play it legit at this point because it's <laughs> so stupidly freaking hard. I would hate to have to repeat those levels that many times, but yeah, the, the final boss, he's got two forms, which is pretty normal, but you beat his first form, which is not really that hard. And then the second form has these two, like spike arms that you ha- are, they kind of act as walls that you have to like jump on. But there's like cliff, like immediately below it. And the boss shoots like a beam that just holds you in place. So it can sometimes shoot that and you'll just get held in place like off a ledge and you'll die immediately. Sometimes it'll just like a stray bullet will fucking like shoot you and then you'll just like fall to your death while you're trying to jump on these things to whack this asshole in the face because you have to climb on these things to hit it in the face. Um, after I got into a rhythm where you just go back and forth a couple times, it's not that bad, but it took me a long time to get there where I was getting to it consistently. Uh, yeah, it's a bitch. It lights the floor on fire. <laughs> nice. It, it, so, so even when you're on like the side things, the floor might be on fire. So you just have to like hang out on these things and the switch in handheld mode. And especially when you have to hold on like the shoulder keys. Yeah, that sounds difficult. Is not exact because because it, it's cramped up there. Like, yeah, your your thumb that's on the like A and B buttons is like right next to your index finger. It just like. It's uncomfortable as hell. Yeah, it's it's no Xbox controller, that's for sure. I mean, just anytime your fingers are in like such close proximity to one another, it gets like yeah. uncomfortable. And it it reminded me a lot of playing uh Samus Returns on the 3DS, which nothing hurt my hands as bad as that game. I like <laughs> I had crab claws for weeks after playing <laughs> that game. Like my hands hurt so damn bad. So it wasn't quite those levels of bad, but it's it's up there I, and I should have just like put it on the screen and played with like the pro controller because those joy cons are just like not the, like that the L and R buttons are just so fucking tiny and you like you need the uh, the L button is is your dash you, you need so and you, so you need to be dashing all the fucking time <laughs> yeah so yeah, that's not good. And uh, the R button was my weapon switch. So, yeah, that that was just uncomfortable as fuck. So, yeah, after that, I, I dived into Indivisible for a bit. But I did buy another game uh, aside from that. I, I bought Valfaris because it was, uh, it was on sale on Switch, which that game's just, like, metal as fuck. It, it's got like a super metal soundtrack. I, I believe it's by the developers who made a game called Slain, which is the same way, where it's really just like a metal soundtrack to a game. <laughs> nice. Um, And I think this the, the game's made kind of weird because it is one of those like, it's 3D, but it looks like pixel art in a way. Oh, okay. Um, but it, it's kind of like a, uh, oh, what's the closest analog to this? I don't know. It kind of controls like a Metroid, I guess, because there's a button that locks you in place when you shoot, but it is kind of like a Contra in a way. Like you're, you have like a, like Samus Returns is, I guess, the closest thing I can really think of because you have a melee button that is like a sword, uh, which get that usually gets you energy back, which you can use for a shield, which with the shield, 
you can not only prevent blast from hitting you, but if you time it just right, it acts as a counter where you can grab the bullet in midair and throw it back at your enemies, uh, which is pretty handy. And then you can also expend energy on like another attack, which is usually I have like a shotgun or like a gun that shoots a bunch of bullets. I keep getting new guns constantly and yeah. the guns have about three upgrades per. Um, and yeah, it's just a real like grimy. Everything's like way overdrawn and overdone, but the art's really good and the soundtracks metal as fuck. And I think you're going to kill your dad. Like, <laughs> like at least when you land on the planet, he's like, my dad's here. It's got to go kill him. Sounds like a good game. I don't, I'm like, I, the, I assume there's a story, but really I'm just like blasting stuff and feeling cool while doing it. Um, but yeah, there's like, you get, uh, resurrection idols as you're going, which, let you activate kind of these checkpoints when you for when you die you'll come back at these checkpoints but it's not like it's not a metroidvania because there's no like map that you're going over this giant map it's it's very world-based like you'll go through this level which will have x amount of checkpoints and like guns and power-ups you get and then you'll fight a boss and then after you fight a boss you'll go into the next level uh, very much going from like yeah right like from left to right type thing um it's fun i i've only played like two levels worth so far uh and then i started uh i i started zero two so yeah i've started Mega Man zero two uh nice. which that one's a lot better than the first one there's a better story going on it's more cohesive the art's a lot cleaner some of the art was like super pixely and like impressionist almost very sloppily done in the first one. Like the first one felt like it was made on like the biggest, like the most budgeted of budgeted Mega Man's. Um, it was just made kind of weird. Um, but I've heard three is the best out of the set, but I'm not to that one yet, obviously, but but this one's got, stronger story elements uh better gameplay stuff like the there's a uh it it's almost like a spear but it, well in the first game you do get a spear but in this one it's like the chain something or other but you can use it to uh whip into the ceiling and then you can like swing from the ceiling which is a, i think it's a good concept Unfortunately, I knew when I got that that I'm like, ah, shit, I'm going to have to rely on this a lot. And I, and it's going to be something I don't even think of. So I'm going to like come across like spike pits where I'm like, how do I get across this? And then I'll be like, oh, yeah, you got to use the fucking thing and swing from the ceiling, uh, which can be detrimental. But we'll see. I, I've been having fun with that so far. Um, it's there was a boss I did that like really kicked my ass, but I didn't have anything to counter him. He was fire. So I thought ice was his weakness, but it was not. <laughs> what the fuck? I hate that. Yeah. So I, uh, he, I had to exit that level. Well, I had to like exit the whole game, which sucked. I guess that was the downfall of using checkpoints. 
because I was like, I was like, I can't beat this guy. I need to just exit the level. And it was like, you can't escape the level. So I was like, I guess I'll just have to like quit the game so I can go back to the beginning. And I had to reload my save. And unfortunately, my save was before I killed the ice guy. So I had to re-kill the ice guy. <laughs> uh, so that was a little bit annoying, but I'm back on track. Um, then I also played... Uh, I figured I should play Ori in the Blind Forest because the new one comes out on the 11th. Oh, yes, it does. Or 10th, I think. Yeah, the 10th. But yeah, Ori Will of the Wisp comes out on the 10th. Um, so I figured I would try and beat the first one. Wait, I thought you already beat it. No, I've never beat Ori in the Blind Forest. I've played a little bit of it. I've never beat it. I, with the way you talked about it in the past, I thought you had uh, no. beaten it a, like, a couple of times over. No, I've never beaten Ori. It's that's uh, it, it's always been one of those games I've wanted to beat. It's got a solid soundtrack, great art and everything. Um, like a, a game I know I would love, but I've just never done Ori. Ori is another... I bought it on Switch, so I've been playing it on there. Oh. Nice. Ori is another one of those games that uh, are they called platformers? Is that what? They yeah. Are? Okay. As a, as as one of the other only platformers that I can tolerate it's, playing, because of that, like again, like Celeste has a fluidity to it, and it's easier to play. Ori is also like, um, it's also a Metroidvania, because it has like the map and all the pickups. See, I don't, I don't play, I've never played any of these games. Like, I've never played Mega Man, Metroid. I've played a little bit of Mario. So, you say Metroidvania and stuff. I've never played any of it. So, I have no idea. Whenever well, you say that, I really don't know what you're... The hallmarks of Metroidvania is because, like, Mario's, you go from, like, left to right. Yeah. In, like, so when they made Metroid, the idea was you go from... Like right to you can go right to left or left to right. You can go anywhere. So in Metroid, it was like, oh, you can you're exploring this map and this planet and there's save rooms. But they always kind of like a hallmark of that is hiding stuff on the left. Because that's you're usually going from left to right in yeah. game. So this was like revolutionary at the time. <laughs> uh but yeah, usually you're going around the map and there's power-ups that let you progress further in. So usually you'll run into a wall and you'll be like, okay, how do I get, open this? Like, clearly I don't have the power to open this, so I have to go in a different area. And then you'll find, like, you'll finally find where you're supposed to go, kill probably a boss, you'll get a power-up that will allow you to progress, like, or open up other things, like a double jump or something that allows you to explore further in. Um, and usually being lost is kind of part of that equation because especially in Metroid, there'll be times where you're like, where the hell do I go? And then you're like, well, like I had times way back when, like the first time I played Super Metroid because you can, you can wall jump, but it's a pain in the ass, but you can do it. And you can also bomb jump by laying bombs, but there's this giant shaft you fall down at one point and you're, you're not supposed to go back up like later you can go back up it, but you're not supposed to. But I just bomb jumped my way to the top, which was a real pain in the ass. And but I eventually got up there to find out didn't need to do that. 
Okay, so the part that makes it a Metroidvania then is exactly the part that I don't like. <laughs> I don't I don't like the map in Ori. I don't like the way it is. I get so lost and so confused and so annoyed so easily. I mean, and that's but that's like part of it. Like like I said, that's the that's what separates it a little bit from just being a platformer because there is like checkpoints and you're you are getting like from now that I've played a bit more of it that you do get power-ups that let you progress or like you'll see places pretty early on where you're like okay clearly you can get up yeah. there but i i clearly I don't, don't have, have the thing yet. to get up there yeah. yet um and so you'll have to remember that and then circle back to it later and usually it's just like oh there was like a help like in the case of metroid it'd be like oh there's rocket packs or health upgrades or whatever it might be like usually smaller upgrades in those locations so that's why I'm like, this is a Metroidvania. And then once again, the Vania part of that is Castlevania, which is Metroid and Castlevania are kind of like two halves of the same coin because usually it's same thing. You're exploring the castle and usually there's bosses you fight that get you power ups and like there's save points and all that kind of junk. So they're kind of, they came around about the same time. So they just merged them together to the Metroidvania genre. Uh but yeah, I know Ori was made as a love letter to platforming, and it, so people say it has some of the hardest platforming they've ever seen in some games in it. I I don't know because that's I haven't come across anything that was overly difficult yet, and I suck at platforming games. Like I'm just so. not sure, and I I'm curious if it will challenge me because like I obviously played Celeste and all that, so I don't think it'll challenge you at all. <laughs> Like, often I play that game and I'm like, man, I bet you Marcus just breezed through this. So, we'll see. I The combat's kind of, like, lackluster, at least where I'm at. But I I'm don't not, like the combat. I just right now can shoot, like, the little fireballs uh, from my little, like, orb thing that follows me around. So, I, like, I'm not far enough in. I know you can eventually, like, grab enemies and throw them at other enemies as kind of a counter. Um, But I'm not that far in yet uh, so like i've seen people play some of ori but i'm not i'm not all the way there and it sounds like the new one though is taking a lot of uh elements from hollow knight which i've also never finished hollow knight i've like started it several times i i've heard with hollow knight there is a like quite a large barrier of entry so it's like yeah you gotta like put about 10 or 11 hours into Hollow Knight before you actually like get to the good stuff. <laughs> and I'm not quite past that. Didn't Ori come out like way before Hollow Knight? Yes. Okay. But I've Hollow Ori's borrowing, at least in the second one, is borrowing a lot of things from Hollow Knight because there's gonna be like oh, a okay. central base and like th the way the upgrades are gonna work, it, it's just gonna be a lot more like Hollow Knight. And I'm sure they're taking cues from Hollow Knight because Hollow Knight is like it's one of the games people hold to the highest standard. Like basically most people say it's the best uh, Metroidvania since Super Metroid. So like super basically since Super Metroid and Symphony of the Night, they say that Hollow Knight's the best current one, mm. which I mean, like I've been Super Metroid to play and it. Symphony or, oh, and we didn't drop in the news, which I mean, not like it's big news, but Symphony of the Night launched on phones, like stealth launched on oh, phones. Yeah. Uh, which isn't a big deal, but just because we're talking about Castlevania and all that. But yeah, uh, I I hopefully want to beat Ori uh, 
and the blind forest before I dive into will of the wisp, even though I would have no problem diving into will of the wisp without having beat Ori in the blind forest. But people say Ori in the blind forest is a really good game. And I'm not saying it's not, it seems like a game I'll really enjoy. And I have been enjoying what I've played, but I don't know. It's hard to say. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I'm still playing like a shitload of games constantly and looking for which I guess we can just jump into what we're looking forward to. Well, wait, I'm going to hold you up right there because our next segment is going to be short. So we're going to do that after the break. Hey guys, Snow here. I just wanted to give a real quick oh, intro. Snow, what are you doing? Uh, Grog, I'm in the middle of oh, something. I can see that. Wait, wait a minute. Microphone, headset, script. Are you recording the new promo? Yes, Grog, I was recording the new promo. Not without me, but I'm the master of toast. Plus, I've been practicing. Okay, fine. You can help. I'll read the script. Just chime in when you feel like you have something important to say. Yes. Hi guys, Snow here. And Grog. <laughs> I just wanted to give a real quick introduction to our podcast, Missing Role Player Found. We are an actual play Pathfinder podcast following the adventures of the Odd Guild. That's my guild. We were all living our normal lives until we tried the latest MMORPG. And that's when we found out we were all trapped in the game and we could die. Oh, but don't worry. We still find plenty of time to have fun. Sometimes a little too much fun, if you know what I mean. Yes, Grog, I think we all do. And that's why it took us so long to finish the last floor. Hey, that one wasn't my fault. Any of that sound interesting? Why don't you check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else podcasts are found. Nailed it. All right, and we're back, and we're going to jump right into Justin what we've been playing. Me. Justin just plowed me. Or what, or what we're looking forward to. I had to plow into Marcus. Oh, I had wait. to physically throw Marcus out wait, of the way. I, I did watch something that I do want to mention. Um, I, I, I watched... Uh, I am not okay with this. I think is the name of the show. Oh yeah, I, I heard, heard that about was that. Really good. You, you guys should really check it out. It, I, I think the literal pitch for this when they walked in were like, "What if we did Breakfast Club meets Akira?" <laughs> I, I, I think that was the literal pitch for this. All right. Um, wow. And and simply based off that is why anybody, if you like either of those two things, you should watch this. Well, I guess I should give that a shot. Um, and I think it's made by the director. I, I, it's got like people from Stranger Things working on it with people who worked on uh, The End of the Fucking World, I think was the show. I really <laughs> wanted to watch that one. But well, and just like that, it's got like 22 minute episodes, like 20 minute episodes. And there's only seven episodes. So it's a pretty quick watch. Wait, which one is the OK? Maybe I'm getting them mixed up. But is The End of the Fucking World the one with the kid that has... Um, he's like, a sociopath. Yeah, and he stuck okay. his hand in like a deep fryer. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, which I never finished that show. I couldn't quite really get into that. Maybe I'll, I might go circle back to that and give that a watch. There, there wasn't, for me, there wasn't quite a hook there where this like, it has pretty strong hooks like from the get go. I get hesitant with TV shows on Netflix because they always get canceled when I like them. So have a hard time getting into TV shows. This one hopefully should at least get two seasons before it's canceled. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, so what what are you looking forward to, Justin? You know, I'm really all I have my eyes set on is Doom, and that's not for a couple of weeks. So yeah. What about you, Frost? 
Well, Dune. I still didn't get a chance to see The Invisible Man. I heard it was spectacular, so I would love to go see it. So I'm going to try to go see it this weekend. I don't know. Stay stay tuned. We'll find out. Um, Onward comes out this weekend, so I'm sure I'm going to go see that. Oh, I really want to see that. I'm not. I'm not sold on it. I really am. I'm but not. It's got Chris Pratt in it. I don't. I don't care. I like Tom Holland better, way better. Oh yeah, but I mean, like Chris Pratt in my heart, he became a meme. <laughs> like I reference. Well, isn't he like several memes? Yeah, but I just use them as jokes with his weird fingernails and like him just being a giant douche. I yeah. I don't really. I don't really care very much for Chris Pratt. I use him as a character around my friends. Just the whole pitch of the movie seems kind of dumb to me. It's I'm ha- I'm getting the same feeling from watching the trailers dad. of this movie that I was getting from like the Good Dinosaur, where I was like, "Oh eh. no, 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 that was that no, that movie was the worst movie ever." I know it was the worst movie ever, but I'm getting the same vibes from I, Onward. I was like, man, I should like. Like Pixar doesn't really let me down. I should check out the good dinosaur. I mean, like it looked bad, but I'll watch it. Uh, and holy shit, <laughs> like that movie's legit just a bad movie. It didn't it win an award too. I think it, it did, won, but, but it is like not good at all. It, it's movie. like a shitty version of Land Before Time. <laughs> not, I wouldn't even put it in the same ballpark as a Land Before. Oh, Time. it's not. But the whole time I was watching it, I was like, oh, this is like they're gonna do like the Land Before Time stuff. And I was like, and it's, it was, oh no, there's T Rexes that are rounding up. St- I don't like, know. I don't remember. I, like the movie. Whatever. Remember the movie Dinosaurs? Yeah. It, it's like, it's that, like but that, worse. but shitty. <laughs> <laughs> the, I'm, I, I'm getting the same vibes from it. I'm not, I'm sure, like I said, I'm sure I will go see it because you, you want to go see it, right? Just which one? Onward. Yeah. That's out this weekend. Yeah, I know. Okay. I want to I want to try to see it. You didn't mention seeing wanting to see it. Yeah, so well, you can see it with the child. <laughs> Depends. I'm looking forward to getting some Z's this weekend. That's what I'm looking Z's forward to. Z's not going to happen. You do every weekend. Yeah, that's that's what I look forward to. Oh man, I'm looking forward to I'm... like all the best things coming next week. <laughs> like I'm I'm leveling up. I'm aging up. So by the time you hear this, I'll be older. Um, so yeah, I'm going to yeah, be, you'll be an old man like me. I'm going to be old next week. Um, yeah. So there's that. Uh, that's probably why I'm so tired. I became an old man in January. Then there's Ori comes out next week and there's also at the end of the week. So unfortunately we'll have another podcast before I actually get my chance to play it. But, uh, Neo two comes out next Friday. Nice. On the 13th. Friday the 13th, uh, which, yeah, that game looks tight, so I'm excited to play that. Uh, hopefully, I can play that and maybe beat it, who knows, uh, before uh, the 20th, because I'll be kind of <laughs> checked out by then. Um, You'll I'll be, be all Animal Crossing and Doom yeah. all the time for a bit until uh, April 10th, and then I will be all aboard the uh, the Cloud Express in Final Fantasy Land. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the Cloud Express, I like that. <laughs> but anyway, that's uh oh yeah, uh Castlevania came out today. Uh the day we're recording this, the new season. So oh, okay. Castlevania season 3 launched, which I would be watching if I wasn't here, but that's okay. 
I'll watch it when I go home. Yummy. Mm. And I think there's some other like TV show stuff, but that that's okay. We don't we don't have to bring that up now. I'll All right. talk about it when I watch it. Well, with that being said, let's uh, jump into the community engagement segment. Yeah, let's see what kind of question you asked the community this week. This time I asked, what are your top three couch co-op or versus games? Uh, you got to have, uh, what you, what you call it? Um, overcooked. Oh, I like that one. That overcooked one's good. is good. Yeah, What's that? Towerfall. Towerfall. Towerfall is good. That ga- I don't know what game that, that Finn keeps watching over that Markiplier played once upon a time. I don't know what it's called. The cats. I think so. Where it's just like they're platforming. Yeah, where they're they're try they have to platform and it's just ever they just keep dying. Yeah, yeah. Looks, I don't know what I don't it's know called. what it's called, but that looks good. I can't figure out what that one's called. Mm. Um, Unfortunately, I can never get people together to play like co op games, so yeah, it just doesn't. Really I will happen. gladly get together with you to play Towerfall anytime. Let me know. I'd rather play Overcooked or Overcooked. <laughs> I want to play that game, uh, Unrailed, which is only on PC right now, but. It's like overcooked, but you build like tracks for the train and you try not to have the train crash. <laughs> that sounds that good. That sounds awesome. Um, I love train themed games. There's also like a moving game that's coming to consoles, which it may already be on PC for all I know, but you like have to put stuff in the moving truck, but of course like coordinating with your friends to move like awkwardly <laughs> shaped furniture. <laughs> sounds, sounds like a nightmare. That sounds good. That also sounds good, yes. I, I also, like one of my top ones would have to be like Nintendo 64, like one of the like the two rock games. Love playing those oh, versus. I I guess I will say Mario Party. Mario Party is good too. Also, <laughs> I hate playing Mario Party. I fucking love Mario Party. Also, um, Mario Kart 64, specifically the battle mode. Racing was okay, but the battle mode in those in that game was where it was at. See, like. I agree with you. Like, like back in the day, like even in Double Dash, like the battling was great. And then, like, I, I don't know when they put when they added battling to Mario Kart Eight Deluxe, it was like not it's as, like it's, not as good yeah. for some reason. Like it was just really good back then, and the racing was eh, it was okay. I mean, it's I mean, Mario Kart, I, but I like, feel like maybe having tighter controls ruins it. I think so. Like having better, like battle mode was like better when it was just like shitty when like the aiming was hyper inaccurate and like yeah it made bounce like like now i feel like you can very precision like bounce a shell and fuck somebody over where before it was like man you'd just have to get fucking lucky yeah yeah that was that was like i played so much mario kart 64 um but let's see let's get some of these answers here code at lga code says Fusion Frenzy. Uh, of course you would say that. Always bring up Fusion Frenzy. We got hit. Code and I got in so many (laughs) fucking fights over Fusion Frenzy. (laughs) Um, Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time. Who who did you guys play in Fusion Frenzy? I was the girl one, or not the the girl one. Did you lose again? That was always the best. No, the one with the dreadlocks and the baggy pants. Ah. I always played the green guy. I don't know. That's who I played. <clears throat> I think I for, Code I always played the dorky, like the dorkiest, nerdiest <laughs> one. I can't remember if he was yellow or not. I don't think he was. I yellow. just liked being either the Russian or the green person. Yeah. And he also says Diner Bros, which I think 
is like Overcooked, but on PC. Mm. Um, but like, but Overcooked's on PC. Yeah, but it's only on PC, and it's like a little bit different, I guess, where it's like you're actually instead it's, of it's serious. Well, instead of like, because you know <laughs> you, you're playing like all these different. It's uh, Overcooked is a bunch of different levels, and this one I think you're eventually like upgrading your restaurant to be bigger over time and hiring staff. Oh, that's cool. Oh. So it's kind of like food chain magnet. Yeah, but like but at the same time, it's still the same like controls as overcooked where you're like picking up like a single ingredient and bringing it to get cooked on the grill and like building plates one at a time. But then like you can upgrade your restaurant to be like, oh, there's ice there's ice cream and some asshole will order ice cream while you're trying to cook burgers and you got to like run over and get the asshole is ice cream because <laughs> <laughs> your staff won't do it for you all right that actually sounds cool i might have to check that out because like i guess the staff you hire also like will have like that they'll have traits where it's like this person won't serve ice cream like what <laughs> the fuck yeah it's just like, yeah, like just dumb shit like that it's like that jumanji <laughs> thing it, it's weakness is cake and he just explodes <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah um yeah, those are pretty solid picks. I've never played Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time, so I can't speak to that one. I think I have it on my list somewhere, though. One of my games. I have. They gave it away for free on PlayStation like forever ago, and I played a little bit of it, and it was it was weird. I like. I was like, well, yeah, I, I don't. I don't know if this is for me. So that's yeah. what we have to say to you about your game. It's weird. <laughs> uh, gaming Casual Podcast at Gaming Casual Pod says worms. Mario Kart and Duck Game. Yeah, Duck Game always looked good. But, man, I played, like, so much fucking Worms. Yeah. Uh, we played, like, it was like a like a pixel version of Worms back in high school a lot. But it was, like, tanks. Scorched Earth. That might be it. Or, but or it, Pocket Tanks. It was Pocket Tanks. Pocket that was Tanks. It. Oh. Yeah. yeah, Scorched Earth, I think, uh, predates Pocket Tanks. Yeah. But. So it was just, like, all, like pixelated type physics it was really cool i like that a lot i never i never actually really played a lot of worms it was all it was we're, all pocket tanks like, yeah God, we're, i forget which version of worms it was but me and my friends played like way too much of it because you could like the way the rope worked where you could like you could chain with it and like swing almost infinitely <laughs> so i'm like yeah we got like so good at that that we were like just navigating like almost the whole map nice. with, the, with the rope yeah, we, um, cause someone just installed pocket tanks on all the computers in like the physics, um, classroom. And so like we would hang out there and like, especially during physics class, like instead of doing our physics homework, we would just play pocket tanks. Yeah, that's what, well, I, I wasn't cool enough to be in physics class, so I would go and have lunch in the Mr. McFate's room and play pocket tanks at yeah, lunch. Yeah, that was that was like one of like the weird hangouts the nerds would go to and where I had honestly no place being. Like I, <laughs> I had no right. You're being like in there. no smart people classes, but you're friends with all the nerds. <laughs> I know. <laughs> See, in, the, in my web design, we'd do occasionally there would be team building days where we'd be allowed to play Scorched Earth, and it was. <laughs> Like, the reason it was Scorch Earth over Pocket Tanks is because Scorch Earth supported, like, eight players. Oh. So, yeah, they'd do a couple of eight-player matches. Nice. Uh, which, with the teacher playing, usually he instantly became a target, so everybody would just, like, <laughs> blow him up first. Um, 
And now my, you're the teacher. My, friend, that's how it works. If you kill the teacher, you become the teacher. Oh, Nobody shit. take that advice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's dojo rules. <laughs> I'm the teacher now. Um, look at me. Look at me. Look at me. I'm the teacher now. I always felt bad for my friend because, like, he was in web design two when I was in web design one, but he would like be like, "Oh yeah, we're playing Scorched Earth." He'd leave come back like five seconds later and he was like, yeah, I got blown up first. Nice. Or he'd be like, I accidentally blew myself up. And I was like, well, fuck dude. You like, he's like, I didn't even get a play. And I was like, geez, cause you can in that you can like deploy a shield. But if somebody shoots you before you even had a turn, you just can't even deploy a shield or anything. <laughs> um, grand Rapidians play video games at grand underscore video says, Super Bomberman, GoldenEye, and any Smash Brothers. So, I don't like Bomberman. I like Bomberman. Me. I like the Bomberman fuck? 64. Bomberman's great. I never got into like the newest, uh, the latest dumb Bomberman they have. They Super Bomberman are. It, it has problems, but I don't know. Every Bomberman is, a, yeah. they're all right. It's, you got to play with the right people. Um. I don't know. It's just like a dumb party game to be like, I yeah. like punched a bomb over a bunch of bricks, hit you in the head and killed you. <laughs> <laughs> um, shake. Wait, wait. Okay. Shaken, not nerd at shaken, not nerd says gears of war. One to three army of two. And I'm literally stuck. <laughs> That's it. I mean, so they, so they named choices. like three games plus one. I'm still waiting for army of three. Yeah. <laughs> when they made army of two two they should have just really gone like it's army of three and it's three player <laughs> uh nerds sip a gaming podcast done different says or at nerds sip podcast says lit gaming out here with the big questions hard to pick just three but it's got to be smash bros cuphead and overcooked they, they named like three of my favorite games of all time no <laughs> <laughs> It's like, oh, yeah, fucking... Unfortunately, I never played Cuphead co-op, but God, do I love Cuphead. <laughs> I think um, Cuphead's in probably my top 10 games of all time. It's probably in my top five games of all time. <laughs> I would imagine with how many times you played it just this year. I mean, under recency syndrome, Cuphead's my number one game of all time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fate at Fate Apps says, top three couch multis. One, Fate. Two, fategame.itch.io slash buy three bomberman bonus four fate bomberman doing a little self-promotion there i swear every time i want to play bomberman nobody wants to play <laughs> that's that's how it is that's how it be uh home video hustle at hvh podcast says golden eye or nightfire halo wwf no mercy Specifically, no mercy. No mercy. <laughs> night, night. I love Nightfire. I mean, we've mentioned it before. I was like throwing the odd job hat from one end of the ski resort map to the other, <laughs> and just hoping someone happened to be outside when it got to the other side because it would home in on them. It was great. Plus, like the the remote control vehicles you could use, like the helicopter. See, I'm still thinking I liked like 007. Like Goldeneye, be 
because once again, kind of like Mario Kart, I'm like, the controls are really yeah. bad. <laughs> like, Half the fun was like being shitty at the game. Like, and then you were like, okay, I got to like hold still so I can actually <laughs> aim to shoot you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to pull up the fucking like aiming reticle. Um, the nerd cantina at the nerd cantina says Mario Kart, GoldenEye and Fusion Frenzy. See, I, I actually bet you could make a pretty, like, there needs to be an indie FPS versus game where it does work by those rules, <laughs> where players, after they meet up, need to, like, stand still so they can actually pull out a gun and aim it. To <laughs> <each other>. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Nostalgic Dad at Dad underscore Nostalgia says, Left 4 Dead 2, Streets of Rage, and Halo. Oh man, I forgot that Left 4 Dead 2 was even an option. Yeah. Left 4 Dead. I wasted a lot of hours playing co-op on that. <laughs> um this this is the last one here. Uh Glenn McGregor at Maca One Kenobi says Goldeneye, Injustice 2, and Worms. Oh yeah, I changed my answer. Battletoads. <laughs> <laughs> Battletoads and Double Dragon as long as I get to play Pimple. Nice. Yeah. Um, or if I get to play Jimmy Lee. I'll only be, accept those two characters. <laughs> but that was our community engagement segment. Um, does anyone have any closing words on this podcast before we uh, put the old if, bullet in it? If you had to be a Double Dragon, which Double Dragon would you be? I I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what. You, you, sorry, you have to be Billy Lee, uh, so you got to be the blue one. Okay, because I'm gonna be the red one. All right. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that's that's gonna be it for the podcast. So put a bullet in this one so we can all go to sleep because yep. it's super fucking late. Yep. Um. So if you like this episode, please give us a rating and review on Podchaser and Apple Podcasts. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search for Lake Gaming Arena and you will find us. You can also find our website at lga.gg. Join our Discord. You can hang out with us on Discord at chat.lga.gg. GG stands for good gravy. That's true. <laughs> and, um, what was I going to say? Don't forget the email because you were really excited about the email last episode. Yeah, give us the email us. God damn it. Social at LakeGamingArena.com. Send us your questions. We'll read it out as part of the community engagement segment. Email is more important to Justin than I think actual reviews are. It's interaction. I mean, they're all. <laughs> I'm starved for interaction. We're all starved. I'm lonely. Somebody talk to me. <laughs> I'm the type of person that stares longingly at the mailbox wishing I would get a letter. Exactly, because my email. Have you seen my? Have you seen the email inbox for it's this empty. podcast? It's 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 got it's, it's clean. depressing. Facebook, 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 Facebook. Twitter, I don't want to hear Facebook, about Facebook. Quit, Facebook, quit promoting Facebook. them. Stop. <laughs> Twitter. Oh, there's someone that emailed us based off of our website because they wanted to do some bullshit. And all right, we're spamming. gonna put bold in this one. All right, see you next time. <laughs> Bye.
yeah. The gaming version of the podcast. It's great. This is a podcast where we talk about games. games. The last one's this is the, the actual podcast. The bullshit. The that other one's the COVID nineteen cast. <laughs> That's getting added to the podcast. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.